What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Naime, with Digging In With Naime. If this is your first time on the pod, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back, family. Today's episode, uh, I'm joined with a good friend of mine, my family's friend. Um, she's basically a sister to me, Ellen. And we kind of just chop it up. I don't really know where the conversation was going. We were just talking about capitalism. Um, we talked about body image a little bit. We talked about her experiences just as a um, as a person and just living. And we talked about school a little, little bit because she is a teacher, elementary, secondary, elementary, elementary. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a good conversation. And I'm excited to have her back uh, with Kim this time. The next time we have her will be with conversation with Kim and myself. Um, just viewer discretion is advised. I'm just kidding. I've always just wanted to say that. But there are curse words in it. Nothing crazy. I mean, cursing isn't crazy in and of itself. Um, I just, as you all know, I don't normally cuss in the podcast episodes. So I do want to give that um, little discretion. But I really hope you enjoy the episode because it was really rich, good conversations. Enjoy. Hey. What's up? Oh, nothing. Just home. I got home from work. I'm tired. Oh, I know. Me too. Even though I called in. Oh, you did call in? <laughs> yeah. Hey, well deserved, man. Well deserved. I know. Gosh. I was. <laughs> Nilo was all trying to. He was talking me into it all night, and then he was, like, giving me reasons, like, you put so much, you give them so much, and whatnot. And even, like, Friday, because Thursday and Friday, one of the teachers, the specials teachers, was out, mm-hmm. and um, I had to cover all his classes, you know, because I had, you know, free periods and whatnot, and it was just, it was exhausting. And that Friday, I was like, Monday, I'm calling in. But once Monday hit, like, Sunday night, I was like, fuck, I can't do that. And then he talked me into it. So, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And, I mean, I get that, right? There's, like, this guilt we have. Or or also, sometimes it's, for me, it's like, but I need that money. I can use that money. You know, it's just a conversation that goes through my head before deciding stuff like that. So, I get it. Yeah. And one thing, especially, like, when it comes to teaching – like one of the first things I heard the first quarter is the principal came in and he was like, Oh, Miss K, can you cover for seventh grade? And I'm like, uh, and he was like, remember, we all got to help each other out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I hate when people try and put that like guilt trip you into like themselves and like, you're, you're letting someone else down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But that's how, that is how they get us to do the things we do. You know, that's how they get us to come back. Yeah. And yeah. I seen this one post that was, they were talking about, well, it was just like a tweet or Twitter or whatever, saying something about like, when a company or whatever that you're working for says something that, oh, we're all family, like, that's not a good sign, you know, it's it usually means that they're going to take as much advantage of you as they can, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah. Yeah. I had a situation at a studio I was working at where there was a uh, conflict with 
a client, mm-hmm. um, not a client because it's a student. So whoever, whoever is that, the person who, what are they called? People who are coming in and, and who are using our service. I can't think. I guess it is client. like clientele. Sure, I guess it like is. That. I was thinking there was another word, but yeah, clientele. Patron. Sure. That, that one works too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there was a situation and they basically like verbally attacked me and I didn't do anything because like what am I supposed to do, right? Yeah. Um, I, and then and I didn't go and get the owner because she was teaching. And I, I don't know. I just, in the, in the mind, I thought I was being helpful for it by just ignoring them and whatever. Anyways, they end up complaining about me and, like, said all these outlines. And it was a man. And he was like, I felt like she was bullying me and all this stuff. And I'm like, you are a grown man. I am a, like, small, petite. How? What, what do you mean? Like, he's like, he felt threatened and all this ignorant stuff. <sighs> and so... When my boss came to me to talk about it, she automatically just assumed they were correct and just took their side. And so I was really upset. I was like, you don't even hear my side. Um, And I have this trauma response uh, where I cry when I feel like I've disappointed authority figures. It has a lot to do just with my dynamic with my father. Yeah. Um, And so I like was trying my hardest to not cry. But then I felt like a kid again of like, I didn't do anything. You're not believing me. Um, so anyways, we end up going and talking about it later on. And I told her, I was like, I feel like you don't have my back. I was like, you weren't supportive of me. You didn't, you, you just, you didn't ask me questions. You just assumed what they told you was gold. Um, anyways, but that, that's what they try to use. She, she, you know, my boss was like the whole family thing. And so I told her, I was like, this isn't family because my family wouldn't have done what you did. Yeah. Like they wouldn't just believe someone else's word over mine. Yeah. So it was, I get them trying to manipulate you in the sense of like making you do things to, or, you know, get you to do things by using that whole, like, we're a family, we're a team, we work together, we do things for each other. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> exactly because if that were the case you would try and do as much as you can to make sure that I'm not stressing out at work you mm-hmm. know what I mean and that's funny that you said that how um it's kind of like a trauma response I feel the same way because I remember in college I um it was in a ceramics class we had timelines for how when we had to have our bodies of our projects done so they could get thrown in the kiln like all these different firings that we had to do mm-hmm. and <laughs> one of the nights I was like fucking around I was messing like I had like a person I was messing around with mm-hmm. so one of the nights I like was didn't even like was on time I guess and I missed one of the kiln firings and the professor Mike Dennis she just like was yelling at me and whatnot and like that's all I started to do was like cry and whatnot because it does like I felt like that kind of that stemmed from like my childhood too and like disappointing people and whatnot and just crying about that goodness yeah that was funny that you brought that up because I hate confrontations like that and I hate when people do that and come up and shame you out about something like that especially as you know in college they're supposed to be treating you like adults like Mm -hmm. you're already 
in the business world or out there with your career and they're just doing that like nah yeah yeah it's it's difficult and I think for me like I mean I wish there were times I didn't but I I'll cry and I'm, I also cry when I'm excited when I'm like super happy like you know tears of joy is, is a real thing for me but I know that there is this trauma response I have of when I feel like I'm letting someone down, but specifically an authority figure. And it makes me think of when I was working as an active, uh, as a community, community, um, what did I do? Why can't I think of, I'm just, words are not my best friends today. <laughs> I was a, com- a community organizer with an organization. It was a black led organization. And there was just a lot of things happening and, Um, I had did something that like, or excuse me, I didn't do something that I guess was expected, but it wasn't communicated. So I didn't know, like, I just, I didn't know that I should have done something. And um, I'm also, one thing I've learned while doing community work is it's really important to praise in public and to um, like correct in private. Mm-hmm. And I got corrected in public <clears throat> and the person who corrected me was a black woman and she like was very visibly upset. And so I felt, you know, with my trauma response, like I failed. And so I started to like tear up and tears started to come to my eyes. And I remember being even more upset with myself because I was like, Ugh, it even looks like right. Like my light skin privileged self. It looks like white women tears. Mm. So I got even more mad at myself, right? I got more mad at myself. I was like, dang it. Like, and then at this time, like, it's, it's funny. Cause you know, it's like when you have, you have good self efficacy, but you don't always communicate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was 27 at this time. So I can, I know how to communicate for myself and like speak up for myself, but there's just in certain cases, I just, I still was in a space where I couldn't. Anyways, the next day we end up talking about it. And in my process of trying to explain to her um, why I started crying and how and, and I was trying to explain to her the whole correct and in private type of thing, but it didn't come out like that. It basically came out as like me blaming her for something that I was not trying to. Anyways, she ends up apologizing, which I didn't ask for an apology. Um, and I think she did that because I think she started to see this like, again, white wo- woman tears. And she was like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Oh, and then, damn. and I just felt so annoyed because I'm like, I feel like we're we are. I feel like you're misunderstanding me, and I just keep making. You know, you just keep making it worse. <laughs> yeah. And so I just chose to opt out. Like I just chose to stop talking. And I'm like, Ugh. but all I kept thinking about was like, I wonder what that's communicating to her. Like me now not talking. You know, it was just it was just all bad. Um, and every time I don't know why this is still something I think about. Like when any situation happens, this comes to my mind often and I always think about like dang I would love to reach out to her and like explain (laughs) (laughs) now that I have the words but I'm not going to because you know she probably forgot about her she probably don't or she maybe she talks about it I don't know I'm not ever gonna actually bring it up but it's something I think Ellen please tell us about yourself oh dang I'm so bad at introductions I guess (laughs) all I could say is yeah, my name is Ellen. I'm a art educator, an elementary art educator. Um, I like to do art on the side, but that's something that's like, I guess, starting up all over again, trying to build 
better habits. You already know that we all came from a very traumatic past couple years. Hmm. That's still happening. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a friend. I'm a sister. I'm an auntie. Um, I'm a mentor to some. Yeah. I don't know. See, I suck at knowing what to say, you know? No, you did great. Those, <laughs> you did great. You definitely gave yourself. No, that's perfect. Um, so I just really just wanted to talk to you. I just really, uh, you, you are our first guest in the month of April. Um, so school is starting to come down a little bit and we're still in the pandemic, even though we're kind of not, but we are, and people act, I, I, you know, it's a weird space. Um, but tell us, you know, let us know a little bit about like where you are mentally, physically, emotionally, like what, what just, where are you at and kind of what are you hoping to, to do? And not just in work. Like, I don't want this to just be work and career space, yeah. but like just in general, what are you, you know, what are you trying to do now? Oh, um, like I said earlier, I'm trying to build like better habits, especially when it comes to like my mental and physical well-being. Um, I've been hearing a lot of signs and I'm a weirdo. I like watch tarot readings on YouTube and stuff like that. And one of the most common things that's being said is take care of your body, take care of your body and whatnot. So that's something that I'm trying to be more consistent in, like making sure I work out and eat better without like restricting myself. Cause mm. a lot of the stuff that we learn has been wrong and whatnot. And yeah, I'm trying to all unlearn all these things and make sure that I'm able to live without suffering. Um, I'm also doing counseling. And it's funny because I, <laughs> I have like a counselor through work because mm-hmm. they, they, they're giving like their employees um, like free counseling for those who are um, had like financial setbacks or grief or anything that happened during the pandemic pretty much so I went and took advantage of it because you get like six free sessions so my ass was thinking that a counselor is like a therapist because <laughs> I've had therapists mm-hmm. so I ended up having like the person I got was you know trying to help me plan my life out and whatnot <laughs> while I'm like talking about oh my gosh da, 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 all the shit that's going on in my life and the reason that gave that away that made me realize like oh counselor is way different than a therapist is because I started talking about my substance use like when it comes to drinking and whatnot and how I want to change that and cut back or come close to quitting pretty much Mm -hmm. and I told her like when I started drinking and then she was like oh oh my gosh you know because it was such a young age than the average person when they started drinking and I I told her like yeah I was a teenage drinker and blah 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 like partying and whatnot and she was just like oh my gosh not me like you know I grew up you know I kind of grew up in a background or family that I wasn't exposed to that and whatnot I'm like, okay. Right. You ain't got to say that. I don't. Yeah. And I was like, and I told, I asked your brother, I was like, so are counselors different than therapists or what the fuck? And then he was just like, I think so. I'm like, and I told him the whole situation. I'm like, oh my goodness. So 
now I have to find a therapist. <laughs> but um, yeah, just pretty much where I'm at right now is just trying to get into these um, healthy habits, especially when it comes to stress, because I've been stressed a lot and it's been overwhelming in my daily life pretty much. So mm. that's what's been going on. Yeah. What do you... Um... There was so much you said, but do you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, write it down. Remember, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, right. Um, but what, what are your, if you have any coping mechanisms now? What kind of helps you decompress? Um, working out, honestly. Um, fuck. There's another thing. Oh, and then doing sketches. Mm. Or writing. Whichever one that I could think of first, I'll do it. um, Yeah, for the most part, it's probably working out. Working out, I I start early in the morning. That way I could get it done and over with. So the rest of the day is like, okay, because I have these endorphins going on. But if by the end of the day I get too stressed, then I'll try and like at least do a sketch. And that calms me down a lot. And it's not like anything glorious. I usually just do like pictures of my like self portraits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, not like I'm narcissistic or vain or anything. But it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things I like doing because if I can see myself in drawing, then I know that I'm still talented at it. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, and then writing too. I'll write about my day. That helps a lot. But the scare, there's one scary thing that happened that kind of made me too afraid to start like journaling again is because I started writing about something negative and I spiraled. And one of the things that I learned about is that when you get yourself in that headspace before you leave, or do anything else you need to like ground yourself that way you could leave whatever you were going through or whatever you're thinking about at that moment and then you could continue continue your day without that being on your head or whatever and I didn't do that (laughs) and the whole day I was miserable and I was thinking negatively so bad so Mm. yeah I think um I do that in my classes. So in, in my classes, before we shift over to a new thing. So for an example, at GCU, um, or actually just in general, right? So if, we, if we're if we stretching and warming up, before we stretch, I have us breathe and do like a little practice, and then we'll stretch and warm up, and then I'll have us breathe. But anytime we shift gears, like we're changing, I, I do it more so for our thought processes to give us time to like, and for me, my, my memory hasn't been the best. And so it's also been helping me like, okay, we're going to a new space, prepare yourself to, to think about things in a different way. You know what I mean? Um, and that's been really helpful. I think I also do it when I notice my students starting to get frustrated, um, whether it be from the dancing or music, or sometimes they just get annoyed because they're doing the same thing over again. And yeah. some of them get in, others don't. But I think I think that's really important. And I don't think we do that enough. 
whether it be grounding, whether it's just like having a moment to get present, right? So to feel your senses, feeling, touching, hearing, taste mm-hmm. and smell, or even just a, a, a breath. Yeah. Um, I think, I think grounding is important. And if you don't, to your point, like you, it can really change your whole um, day. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people are aware of that, though. And yeah, I think that's something that should be put into, um, like schools, like public education mm-hmm. and whatnot. That's something that my counselor was telling me too. Like, oh, I have these exercises, and you could even bring it into your classroom because I watch these other art teachers, and a couple of them will bring up like being mindfulness. I know that's one of the things that's been that a lot of educators are trying to push. Mm-hmm. But it's not being picked up enough. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like once they get that into education somehow, because that is really needed. I didn't even learn about that until like last year, grounding myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely something. It's not. It's not new, but it's new to us because it's just not something we do. And I and I'm curious also to think of like how common it may it may be in Eastern spaces right so like china or india um in other countries where it's like more common to to not even just ground yourself but just to be aware of breath or to be aware of self um something i, I think that you know we on the western side just aren't very aware of you know yeah well isn't that a part of it also depends on people's cultures too you know yeah there's it's so there's so much here not like there's not a lot over there and whatnot but I feel like once it's ingrained like from the moment you're born it's easier to get that going and whatnot Mm -hmm. and and yeah over here everything's everyone's so different and we're all running on one idea and I don't want to bring up what but you know it's it's Oh gosh! It's Bring it up. What do we run on? <laughs> like you know, white supremacy and whatnot. Yeah. And under a specific religion, it's oh goodness, I oh, know. Yeah, you know, I think that we we all, and I mean, like not to speak for everyone, but to speak for everyone, I would say that we all can just have better and, and going back to what you said habits, right? Like I think that there's just better things that we could practice that would help us. But I think what really it comes down to me, what it comes down to ultimately is an understanding of like that we're just humans mm-hmm. and that there, there are certain things that, and not, not to bring up, right. Cause I don't want to bring it up, but I also kind of bring it up of like the situation that happened at the Oscars. I won't go any further than that because <laughs> I don't, <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't want to give too much attention about it. Um, cause I have various like feelings of it, but realistically we're all human, right? Like on both <laughs> sides, on everyone, like everyone is just human. And I think if we had more grace for one another, but also if we, if we were able to just like have this understanding of like, I'm not a machine. I can't just go, go, go. Or I probably need to check my emotions. Like I'm feeling something. Let me check my emotions. Or, you know, I'm really tired. I should probably say no. 
uh-huh. you know, or they look really tired. I should probably tell them to go home and not try to work another six extra hours. You know, like if yeah. we just we just worked on that better, I think it'd be a lot more helpful. It's so hard though, because mm-hmm. it it you know it goes all the way back to like capitalism, and when I think of that, like how going back to like being in education, what we're taught and stuff, because it's like when I'm a teacher. And when we're in professional development and whatnot, it's all about managing the classroom, managing behavior, you know, and mm-hmm. making sure that the students, their emotions don't interfere with class time and whatnot. And, you know, as long as that's around, it's hard to, you know, be mindful of other people's emotions. Because, like, yeah, going back to that, I, a lot, there's all these takes about that, too, because, like, oh my gosh, he's an abuser. Oh my gosh. You know, it's like, well, why are we thinking that way? Like, is it, is it because we're conditioned because of like, you know, how we should be when it comes to professionalism and, you know, Mm -hmm. professionalism is a big part of white supremacy. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And how we should be. Cause another thing that kept bothering me too, is a lot of people talking about that had to they kept mentioning like, oh, you he did that in a room full of white people and shit like that. It's like, why does that matter? You know, it's just, oh goodness. Like all this stuff is connected and yeah. how and you know, because I was gonna bring that up about when you were talking to that lady and you felt like how whatever you're saying was making it worse. And you know that when it comes to communications and not really realizing that, oh, you know, she's, her emotions are high right now. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. obviously she's not going to be the best at communicating whatever she's feeling in that moment, you know, because a lot of people won't take that into consideration now, especially how conditioned we are and how we should be, you know, this is an organization and you need to honor professionalism and keep that out of here. You know what I mean? It's, Mm -hmm. oh goodness it's it's frustrating sometimes to think about it is because it's it's all a unrealistic expectation and and mm-hmm. and because people who listen to this podcast you already know what it is like i talk about this all the time capitalism right but like what it what it it's just an unrealistic expectation because none of us can realistically fit any any of it like we can't we're human. So there's going to be a time where you are too tired. And when you're tired, right, you're most vulnerable, your emotions may run high, you know, what I mean, like, um, or, or just just any of it. I think, I think that it's just what I'm trying to say. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's mm-hmm. a lot. And I oh, this wasn't saying because I, I don't really necessarily want to talk about the situation. I want to give more light to what it has, um, to what it is. And I, and I may have an unpopular opinion of it too. But, but I think that there's, that's also annoying because I was talking to my friend and I, and I said, because she said the same thing. She was like the idea of like, um, and we were in front of mixed company. And I was like, you know, so what are you saying at the BET Awards? Like, it's okay if they, if he did that there, you know, at mm-hmm. the NAACP awards, he could have done that at the essence, like he could have done it there. It's just not this. And she, and she caught herself she's like, well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm like, but that's, that's what we're saying though. Like mm-hmm. if we really get down to what we're saying, that, that is what we're saying that 
there's a time and place for that. And I personally am um, anti-violence. Like I don't, I don't, I'm non, non-violent. I haven't always been like that, but as I've gotten older, I just I start to really understand and see like, just, it does not help by any means in any way. Um, but yeah, I was just, you know, it, it's like, no, we should, it, it shouldn't be like that. When there's white people, we act a certain way. It's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 that, that's not what it is. Um, but you know. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> that was it. What were you going to say? I don't even know. You know, I think <laughs> there's just, there's a lot of thoughts going through my head. Because um, <laughs> like I said, I don't want to get too too deep into that because I just don't. A lot of people said a lot of things. And mm-hmm. I also kind of think like, oh my gosh, <laughs> he, I, I don't know. I just think like there's certain things like, I think I can mind my business. Like I don't always need to have a hot take. I don't always need mm-hmm. to say something. that's funny that you said that because one of my friends messaged me and was like I gotta ask what's your take on this whole Will Smith and Chris Rock situation I'm like uh I don't have one Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I honestly could care less you know yeah you, you you don't always have to have an opinion on something especially if you don't think about it like me (laughs) I honestly got tired of seeing it like I seen it last night and then sure enough the next day every social media everything was yeah goodness I'm done with that but yeah (laughs) new subject just kidding (laughs) it's really um It's really difficult when it's really difficult to 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 operate and kind of be be without social media. Mm-hmm. And not that it's impossible because I know people thriving who have no social media and I like envy them, right? I like Loki can't wait to get to that. But <laughs> too But I think that our lives would look so much different. I think there'd be a lot more space for self for just a lot of extra stuff that would be beneficial for us if we kind of took away having access to everything and everyone. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it is comes down to right social media is a space where you can access whoever you want however you want yeah yeah that's what I was just gonna say (laughs) it's like when um someone messages you and they seem that you read it and they're just like feeling all offended like oh, why didn't you message me back? Or they're constantly messaging you. I -hmm. learned to stop, like, taking that personally. Especially when, you know, some people... I Since I've been in that position of being overwhelmed 
at the time or at something and reading someone's message and not having the energy to get back to them and coming back to it later, it helped allow me to give people grace and patience and not assume what's going on and just take it as, you know, they'll get back to me when they get back to me. And if they don't, that's okay too. Mm. You know, that's, that's definitely true. Um, Especially when it comes to celebrities, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, people, Oh goodness! Should we talk about Doja Cat? Just kidding. What's going on, Doja Cat? I I don't really know. <laughs> like, I don't keep up with, with a lot of stuff. Oh, oh, nothing. I think something happened. Like I don't remember what country it was. I think it was Brazil. Um, there's like some South American country where um I think she canceled a show because there was a storm, and the fans over there were upset. And she took it to Twitter and was tweeting and saying that she's going to quit. And a lot of people had their takes on that. Like, oh my gosh, why are you letting this single incident make you quit music? But if you're a real Doja Cat fan, you would know that she's been complaining about being in the music industry for months now and how she's Mm -hmm. being overworked and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like people do have a sense of entitlement to certain people (laughs) and feel that, you know, these celebrities owe us something. I mean, there are some celebrities that do owe us something, but I mean, I don't know. It's just, that's all that was about. But yeah, it just reminds me of like how people do feel a little bit entitled, not only to celebrities, but like, yeah, just to everyone in general. Especially if they see that you've been online and whatnot or what you post. I don't really post a lot of personal stuff anymore either. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I have like the past few days I've been on social a lot, but I'm kind of I'm over it and I'm just I'm just over it. You sound exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now I feel you on that. I can't even know what else to say. Like, just thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just over it. I'm so over it. Shit, me too. Dane, I had to delete TikTok too. You don't even have TikTok, but goodness. No. Mm -mm. I had to delete that because, ugh. I didn't think I was... They really do make it addicting, I swear. Mm-hmm. But when I... Once I find myself mindlessly scrolling and it's just taking up time, then I feel like, okay, that's... Alright, it's time to delete. Take a break. Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, huh, how often do I actually find myself mindlessly scrolling? Or scrolling? Sorry, scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... I feel like I I mindlessly scroll quite a scroll quite a bit but I don't know if I check myself I feel like if I can be honest I think someone normally snaps me out of it so like someone would be calling my name or I have to like my phone rings or you know something happens I don't know if I ever realize like oh you're doing the most like I don't know if I ever actually ever 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I mean, I really, I'm really trying to think. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I think Instagram's starting to be like that to me, too. It's too much of a habit. It's weird because it's like, if I ain't on there 20 times a day, did I even have a day? Just kidding. But Wait, no. say that again? <laughs> I just said, if I ain't on there 20 times a day, did I even have a day? But I don't mm. know. It's just like, I'm. it's weird habit. Like, even in, oh my gosh, even during work, I carry my phone around because I, all my classes are, um, have an alarm to it. Mm-hmm. and um so i'll just like pop up like go on there like even just to click on it and open it up i'm not looking at anything i'm just opening it up and i'll like stare put it back like what the what is that about i don't know Ugh, goodness i don't know <sighs> it's hard out here it is i wish i could be like oh goodness um you know, there's a couple guys in my life that, like, my brother and guy friends that I have who will, who, like, log in and log out. You know mm, yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, when they're out, they're out. Like, yeah. they won't get no notifications popping on their phone, no nothing like that until they log back in. I wish I could be like that where it's like, oh, and then they see a message a week later and whatnot, like... How can I be like that? (laughs) Right, right. Well, see, for me, I don't have notifications anymore. Like, none of my notes. So every time I log in, or I'm already logged in. So every time I go to the app, though, it says, it always asks me, always asks me, do I want to do notifications? I'm like, no, I still don't (laughs) want notifications. (laughs) But the funny thing is I checked so often that it's like I get everything. Like, I'm not missing anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not missing anybody messaging me. I see it because I'm on their way too often. Oh, goodness. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well. What, we should uh, just delete our social media. Just kidding. It's, it's, a, it's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet, though. I'm not there because it's also fun. You know, there's some hilarious stuff on the internet. Mm-hmm. There's some good information, and it's like, and there's also, and I mean, I guess I could just get people's phone number, but that's how I talk to a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Or at least that's how I know what a lot of people are doing. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's also one of the, one of my pet peeves, though, like when people message me on Instagram or Snapchat even though they have my number you know <laughs> i hate that like really what if you message me and you needed me urgently or whatever and you're over here and i'm not on instagram but mm-hmm. that's a lie because i just said i pop on it like <laughs> oh, <that's> day. <laughs> yeah. but i don't know i hate that i want to get out of that too just like if i talk to someone you're talking to me like on the phone or through text versus that but yeah and... well you know your our phones it, it allows you to like limit how often you use something i've done that before 
my social media to like 30 minutes. And it's crazy because then I realize in the first hour, two hours, three hours, I'm awake. There goes the 30 minutes. And I'm like, dang, I have the rest of the day and I can't be on social media. <laughs> Wait, what is, is that like a timer or what is that? Like an no, app? no. So you, yeah. So you would go to settings. I'm about to do it on my phone right now. So I can get, um, you go to screen time and then it's app limits. You click app limits and then you like open it. And it'll tell you which limits. And you can change the time. You can it can be hours, it could be minutes, you can change which one which app you want. Yeah, it's it's pretty legit. Oh. Ugh. I already know I wouldn't follow that. <laughs> I don't have the discipline. <laughs> no, not at all. But it's like starting small, you know, it's like that that look, and you, we go back to this. That's how you build habits by even just starting True. small. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. I need to. That needs to be a goal. That didn't cross my mind about um well being and whatnot. That's another thing too. Um, maybe about two years ago, I had to unfollow certain accounts that were making mm-hmm. me like shit, and I had a especially with. It comes to like my insecurities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I had to go and follow influencers who share like the same body type as mm-hmm. me and whatnot. And it's not only just that, but women, men, or even non binaries, they, thems, who were array of skin tones, you know, mm-hmm. and mostly dark skin women too because you know and it helped a lot you know I started unlearning all these things that I thought were only attractive Mm -hmm. and then was like yeah (laughs) like you know stuff that helped me find myself attractive if anybody doesn't know I'm a plus size person and that has been one of the biggest struggles like my whole life was just like hating myself Mm. and my body and whatnot and that helped a lot but the other issue with that is that some of these influencers are you know they dress amazing and then you got like these influencers who are more acceptable with you know acceptable fat people Mm-hmm. people who have like hourglass figures like yeah they're fat but they're more acceptable because they you know they have a small waist and big booty or whatever or you know the clothes fit them in a certain way yeah so there's uh, cycle man I'm... yeah but you know the the other like unfortunate thing that comes with that is the like what what is trending now right what is acceptable now changes you know what i'm saying like these things that's one thing that changes unfortunately like beauty the way people view beauty right because we can think about eyebrows was one thing that everyone loved right they wanted them thin eyebrows and then yeah. got to the thick like like in that and that's the reality it's like the standards that's what i'm trying to say the standards the standards are always changing so it's like 
it's it makes it really um like realistically no one fits the standards because they're always changing because they're always someone is 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 perfect now someone is not perfect like and that's mm-hmm. really frustrating yeah. um and so i i yeah it gets really and then you know most people don't look like that on social media what they oh. look like on social media is what they look like in real life yeah um going back to what you're saying about how like these standards are always changing one thing that won't change is being skinny though like that's something that yeah. has always been the same no matter what like that will always be it yeah. regardless yeah and i I, mm-hmm. I would agree i don't know what the future holds or whatnot but as long as i have been alive that's always been the standard even today you know mm-hmm. you know there's some spaces that are more accepting towards different body sizes but at the end of the day within those spaces it's still like parts of it are still catering to those you know the body types that people wish they had yeah um, pro- and another thing that I feel like like I said, I don't know what the future holds, but another accepting thing is, you know, <sighs> certain types of skin tones, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that has a long way to go as well. But, yeah. But I'm so glad that nowadays um, we're embracing like certain features that are from a community that we didn't embrace before and whatnot um you know I never thought I'd live to see that just kidding but no (laughs) I was just I was talking about this too earlier today because I was talking about one of the schools I was working at um I used to work at a native boarding school Mm -hmm. and some of the girls in my hallway in like the dorm, they would look up to these skinny white women, celebrities, and they're gorgeous, gorgeous girls, you know what I mean? And they would just think that they're so ugly and strive for like this. And it's like, you'll never be that, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm glad that some of them will, are like, you know, now that they're older, a lot of them are like 23, 24, like in their early 20s. And they're finally, like, embracing who they are and their identity. But I don't know how much, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's you know, because I still see them following certain celebrities and whatnot. Because I still have them on social media and stuff. But it's, like, uh, it's just so sad. Even now where I work, you know, I work with a lot of Latino students. And that's another thing. It's, like they want to be something else too you know mm-hmm. they want to look like something else and they're just you know uh and you know that's typical for young people and being really insecure especially like in those formative years it's like you know it's hard every I feel like everybody kind of like was that space but some people don't grow out of that thought that mentality Mm. Mm. yeah I think 
and I don't I don't even know how to help with that right like I have there's there's some insecurities I have things I'm checking for and it's like I don't like I know where I stand stand with that but I think it, it it's just it's a little you know it's hard and I think it's harder now too with the with again access right we can see everything we can hear everything we can find anything and so people are constantly comparing themselves and it makes it it doesn't make it any better when other people hold standards for other people right so it doesn't make it better if there's a mom telling their child you should act like her more you should think like that like that doesn't make it any better oh yeah um and ultimately i think like like we just need to protect kids like better Right, the same way that we're like advocating, like we just need to protect kids. Yeah. No, that's true. It's hard. It's really hard. Goodness. <laughs> there was like a third grade class that I was teaching this one time, and they were, there was like a conflict that had to do with like, getting in line a certain way Mm -hmm. and this girl she's chubby right and she was like oh they won't move because I'm too fat or something like that and it's just like I don't want to teach like oh and say oh you're not too fat like how do you teach someone that everything is acceptable (laughs) you know what I mean at such a young age without sounding like I don't know, like, how do you make someone feel okay with who they are and whatnot? Because, you know, I I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, you know, because growing up, you know, one of the instincts that a lot of people would say to me is like, oh, you're not fat, you're beautiful and stuff like that. And I, (laughs) I don't want to say that shit to her. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's annoying. Because, (laughs) because then you're trying to say that that it has to be one or bad. the other yeah yeah and you know those two aren't mutually exclusive you know what i mean mm-hmm. or are mutually exclusive but i don't know it's <laughs> it's like there's a population a small population that are unlearning these things and whatnot and it's like how do you get it to like <clears throat> like everybody you know how do you make things more acceptable when you still have like these hard-headed people who still believe like oh being this is bad rather than oh you're a person so Mm -hmm. you are should be accepted no matter what you know what I mean it's Mm -hmm. oh goodness I don't know that's really hard (laughs) Because even nowadays, when I think about it, like, I don't know what to say to her. Like, what do I say? Like, oh, that's thing, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, if you're fat, they need to make space for you, you know? <laughs> but, mm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And, I, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you just left with so much and I feel like that where can the people find you oh goodness uh (laughs) I'm on Instagram under Olentics 
E L L E N T I C S. Yeah. Or even Twitter. Follow my Twitter. I think it's just under Ellen Kalen. Okay. Well, that's where you are. I'll make sure to link um, your stuff. Do you want to say anything to the people before we go? <sighs> what do people usually say? Mm. Enjoy your day. I don't know. Yeah, follow me. Actually, my Twitter's the same as my IG, Alentix also. So yeah, I would look forward to coming in here. I feel this is my first time even being a guest on a podcast. So hey. it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. You know, I thought I was, I was about to have like a whole script ready. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot more casual than that so that's cool yeah yeah yeah. i'm glad we did this and then we'll be talking soon okay all right right. bye peace (laughs) so that is that episode i hope you enjoyed it and our conversations it was really rich um so i enjoyed the conversation and i hope it you know made you think about something differently so yeah um thank you for joining us you know, again, if you are interested in reviewing the podcast, we would love to have it. Uh, that's how other people hear about what we're doing. That's how the people find out this, find this podcast. And so it would be very helpful if you can rate it where you get your podcast, whether it be Apple or it be Spotify or any other platform that you use for podcasting. And we'll, you'll hear from us next week. Peace. <laughs>